welcome everyone to a what the fuck just happened edition of Couch Potato Diary coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio. Clearwater Cleaning Solutions are your one-stop local residential cleaning company based out of Calgary with a fantastic team to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all of your cleaning needs. Check them out online, clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. Um, so, when we last spoke, we knew that things were going down with the UFC uh, and the main event, did not think that it would change the entire card. There is one fight on the main card that was not affected by the weigh-ins yesterday, and that is Johnny Walker taking on Ion Kutelaba. Uh, absolutely bat crap crazy. Uh, I don't know why I'm censoring myself. This is my show. Absolutely batshit crazy. Uh, last 24 hours in the Ultimate Fighting Championship. So now, the main event of the evening is Nate Diaz taking on Tony Ferguson. Uh, you have Hamza Chimaev taking on Kevin Holland at the catchweight of 180 pounds. Li Jingliang taking on Daniel Rodriguez at the catchweight of 180 pounds. Uh, in the ever-popular 140-pound women division, um, Irene Aldana taking on Macy Chason. After uh, both of them had some trouble on the scales yesterday, uh, you have a new catchweight bout of 149 and a half pounds with Hakeem Dawadu taking on Julian Arosa. This is crazy. A, a fucking heavyweight couldn't make weight yesterday. Uh, so I don't know if there was something messed up with the scales at the hotel, if there was a, a particularly fantastic restaurant that just carb-loaded the shit out of these fine folks in the UFC, or what happened, but oh my god. God, this is one of the weirdest fight weekends we've seen in the history of this sport. This crazy, wild fucking sport that we follow called mixed martial arts. This is the type of thing that a decade ago we'd be worried about um, as UFC fans. Oh man, is this going to kill the UFC? Is this it? Is this going to be the thing? Because that, that was something for a long time where we were, we were worried about the perception of the sport, right? We were worried about... Um, th this new thing that kind of burst onto the scene. When's this bubble going to burst? Well, we can't, we can't have, can't have a boring fight. Can't have a boring champion. Well, we can't have a bad champion either. Can't have a guy uh, going out there and doing bad thing. Can't have anything make it appear that this sport is as fucked up as it is. Now we're just like, oh yeah, it's a weekend, whatever. Nate Diaz is fighting. That's cool. Let's just roll with it. This is so strange. Like the the weirdest one still is the weekend where John Jones um just didn't fight. And that canceled the, the card um, when there, there was a, an issue with uh, someone getting hurt. Jones wasn't going to take a fight last minute. And Dana White called um, John Jones and Greg Jackson, his coach at the time, um, coach killers. Or not coach killers, sorry, sport killers. Um, so I believe it was I, I think UFC 251 um, that ends up getting canceled because of it. Just a, a wild, wild, wild scene. And then uh, TJ Dillashaw has his opponent change on... Uh, 24 hours notice at the weigh-ins, there, there was that. Um, honestly, uh, obviously you had a lot of stuff with Conor McGregor, the, the fight week where he was throwing dollies into van windows or bus windows and all of that going down. But you start with this weekend on Friday with, or sorry, on Thursday with the press conference that just gets canceled um, and the, the heartbreak of the leech, Li Jingliang, who 
is on Embedded talking about his new suit. It's like, oh, you're going to see how, how great it fits at the press conference. He's about to walk out for the press conference. And they told him, yeah, it's canceled. Too much shit's going down. And then he has to fight an opponent who's 10 pounds heavier than him just because he's a baller. Um, this is, it, it's so crazy. And then obviously yesterday, um, all the way in stuff going down, the main one, of course, is Hamzat Chemaev weighing in seven and a half pounds over the weight limit. Uh, you are given 171 pounds to weigh in for welterweight. He blew right past that one. Let's start there because that that's obviously the biggest domino that just absolutely crumbled this entire thing um, coming up this weekend. It's still going to be a, it's still an entertaining fight night card for sure, but it's a fight night card now. Like it, it doesn't feel like a, a UFC pay-per-view by any stretch of the imagination at this point. Um, but Hamza Chemaev misses weight for his bout with Nate Diaz. What does this mean? Well, now he fights. Uh, now he faces Kevin Holland in the co-main event. I conflicting reports as to whether this one's five rounds or not. I don't actually know that now off the top of my head. It is a five round catchweight bout. Um, yeah. Five rounds. Okay. This whole thing, it's just like, there's one thing like, oh, right. I haven't checked this thing. Oh yeah. I haven't checked this thing. Um, it's so, so, so weird. So now for Chimaev, obviously there's reputational damage here. Obviously like the fans are booing him at the weigh-ins. That's never happened to him before. Uh, people are shit talking him online because that's the only place you would do it. Because if you shit talked him to his face, he would literally break you in half with his bare hands. Um, but th this is so damaging and like, this is, to me, what I think happened, and we'll, we'll probably, I was going to say we'll never know, we'll know eventually. Um, there are reports that there was some, some medical distress or whatever. Apparently what he is saying is that his team told him to stop weight cutting at 4 in the morning. Um, at that point, probably just like stop weight cutting at like 11, and then start weight cutting again at like 5 or 6 in the morning. I don't know, I've never done it, it seems like it would suck though. Um, in my opinion, what I think happened is his team, because the biggest advantage he had, we talked about this on the preview show on Friday, the biggest advantage he had was how big he was. And Nate Diaz has had trouble with guys who can match him kind of height and size-wise and then are stronger than him and can throw him around because of the weight class advantage. I think the Chemayev group was like, fuck it, man. Let's just, this is our biggest edge. Let's just go for it. Um, let's just be bigger than him. Dude's a gangster. He's going to take the fight anyway. And then all hell broke loose. Uh, I don't think they were anticipating the Diaz camp not wanting to make this fight or potentially the commission not allowing this fight to, to go down. There's going to be one heck of a 30 for 30 or UFC fight pass special on this in a couple of years. But what is so devastating, I think, well, not devastating, but this was supposed to be the marquee win for Chemayev, that he was going to get this win and then... The conversations in the fight world starting on Monday were going to be, does this guy, um, does this guy deserve a title shot over Kamaru Usman? What is next for Hamzat Shemaev? Now, we're going to be talking about what's next for Hamzat Shemaev, but in the middleweight division. I'm only half joking. Uh, I, I said that on Twitter, that he just saw that Usman was probably going to get a rematch. He's like, yeah, middleweight, and just didn't tell anybody. Um... Now he's just going to get another win. Like, he, he's going to beat Kevin Holland tonight. That, that I, I feel fairly confident in that. Um, but this is just another win. Like, all due respect to Kevin Holland, he does not have nearly the name that Nate Diaz has. And now when you look at the record and the resume of Hamza Chemaev, he has the win over Gilbert Burns. That's a good win. He has the win over the Leech. That's a, that's a, that's a pretty good win. Uh, he has a lead over, uh, a win over Gerald Mearshart. Okay. 
Like, he, he's done some incredible things. And there is no question he is remarkably talented. Three straight finishes in the first round. Um, he has finished every opponent but one. Um, and <laughs> all of his fights that went into the second round, they lasted five seconds in the second round, a minute 15 in the second round, a minute 12 in the second round. And then the the decision win against Gilbert Burns. But this is kind of what we talked about with Leon Edwards. And obviously it worked out with Leon Edwards. But he clearly has the talent to be the best welterweight on the planet. There is no questioning that now. But this was kind of the cherry on top of the resume that he was going to need to build that championship case. He's now at least a fight away from doing that. And this is this is something that is going to mess with the UFC for a very long time, financially. Like, people aren't going to, oh, don't know what's going to happen at UFC 280. Like, they're bulletproof in that way at this point. But I, I think this is going to cost them quite a bit of money and probably already has. And Dana doesn't take kindly to those sorts of things. So I wonder what kind of repercussions there are going to be, or already have been, for Hamzat Chemaev. But certainly now, public perception, this guy went from being the best prospect we've seen since John Jones, to, oh my god, is this John Jones again, for all the wrong reasons. Um, his fight against Kevin Holland tonight, like he, he is going to just absolutely rip Kevin Holland apart. Um, I, I think this is going to be a statement win for him. We're still going to come out of this talking about him, but it, it's not going to be in the same light. Um, in the main event now, it is Nate Diaz taking on Tony Ferguson. Ferguson weighed in at 171 pounds for his fight against the Leech. Nate Diaz also tipped the scales at the required 171 pounds for the welterweight division. This is such an interesting fight. It's um, Jordan Breen used to say this about Strike Force. It's cotton candy matchmaking because it, it tastes great. It, we are all going to feel satisfied in the moment, and it's not going to lead to a damn thing after. There is no nutritional value to this whatsoever because like the winner of this isn't moving up in the rankings. One of them is going to leave the promotion after the fight is done, and the other one is a 38-year-old who's been washed for a while. So, th this doesn't lead to anything, it's just another main event payday, and an intriguing matchup for two guys who probably were at their best, at, or definitely were at their best at 155 pounds, um, and are now fighting at 170 pounds just for the fuck of it. Um, I saw that Tony Ferguson was favored, I don't know if I'm on board with that. Like, Nate Diaz... For all of his, like, he, he was very much deserving of being the underdog in the fight against Hamzad and did not look fantastic um, for every minute of the Leon Edwards fight, but he looked better in the back part of that Leon Edwards fight than Tony Ferguson has looked in about three years. So... I, I like Diaz in this bout. I, I think Diaz, that he, he he seems loose. He seems relaxed. He's joking around. Um, I think you are going to see, pr not prime, but close to prime, Nate Diaz. And I just don't think Tony Ferguson has the tank to hold up to that anymore. I think this is going to be a fun fight. Um, it would have been more fun if it would have happened uh, six years ago. But th this is so much fun to see Nate Diaz against Tony Ferguson. I like Diaz in an upset play here. Um, if you want to, to sprinkle a bit of money on Hamzat and are looking for a better value, I, I think it is plus 155 for knockout or TKO. Uh, I like that for Hamzat. And then in the third fight from the top, it is Li Jingliang taking on Daniel Rodriguez. I have concerns about this bout for Li because what did we talk about in the preview? He was at his best when, um, or he is at his best, when he can make this fight a grind. It is tough to make it a grind against a guy who has a 10-pound weight advantage on you. Um, and that's kind of what we are dealing with here. He is the one who is kind of biting the bullet the most um, in this, because he is facing a guy who is essentially a weight class higher than him. 
um, in this. Now, the reaches are relatively similar. Daniel Rodriguez, six feet tall um, and has a 74-inch reach. Lee is six feet tall and has a 72-inch reach. So the, the problems with the length aren't going to be there in the way that Tony Ferguson, in the way they were going to be there with Tony Ferguson. And Daniel Rodriguez is not the skilled striker, I, I don't believe, although professional boxer for two fights. Um, but I, I don't think he is the, the same type of striker that Tony Ferguson is. Regular circumstances, I think Lee would be a heavy favorite in this, but because the <laughs> using the term heavy, there is some concern. I think Lee gets the job done here, and I hope this boosts him up. Um, maybe not like the actual rankings, but the, the UFC's internal rankings substantially, because Lee deserves um, either a major opportunity after this, or the worst tomato can you have, so he can go out there and literally powerbomb Symphony a guy, because he is doing the UFC such a solid right now in accepting this fight. So, we had to do a bit of a bonus show because of how wild and crazy this whole situation has been over the last 24 hours. It's been a wild week in the, the world that we consider combat sports here with um, the, the Ultimate Fighting Championship, obviously, but also with the craziness going down in the WWE and AEW this week with CM Punk. Um, haven't really commented on it a whole lot. I've been on vacation out here, um, so just been focusing on the NFL and all those things. This is... I mean, obviously, this is the weirdest year in professional wrestling ever. Vince McMahon retires, and now CM Punk, who has had all of this goodwill with the fans for a while... And now immediately everyone is on the same page in kind of like it's it's the United States of screw this guy right now. I I don't know what to do. I don't know what I would do if I were AEW. Like you have to give him a, a substantial sub suspension. Like this is just this is a childish way of going about doing anything. And this is one of those things where I think CM Punk has been either has either been the victim or perceiving himself to be the victim for so long that now he can't not see that. And I think he just lost his temper. Like he, he just, it built and it built and it built and it built and it built. And then he's just like, he's creating this situation in his head to get angry about. And you just, you can't have that. The AEW has felt like such a, a strong locker room, but now over the last few months, we're seeing some cracks in the foundation, right? Like the Jonathan Gresham story, um, the, the situation with big swole, um, there's a couple of times where you're starting to hear like, hey, maybe this thing isn't as locked down as people think it is. And I think that there is a bit of burnout from from Tony Khan. He has a lot of different irons in the fire and he is the only guy really working on this thing. I think he needs to hand a bit of that control off to anybody else. Um, I, I think you have some great people there like a William Regal and the EVPs who were there before. Um because I think this dude needs a bit of a break. And this is just such a toxic situation. Honestly, if CM Punk ends up getting fired because of this, I I would not be stunned. Um, and I, I think AEW would be well within their rights. You can't be starting fights with people in the back and airing dirty laundry in public forums this way. I, I don't know. Like, There's a lot of people, oh man, maybe Triple H was right. Maybe WWE was right. I, I think that's maybe going a bit too far, but obviously he didn't handle that situation in the most professional way either. That there is, you, you are absolutely allowed to be frustrated. Lord knows I've been frustrated in workplaces before. I just had the good fortune that they paid me to leave. Um, but you, you, there, there are ways to handle things and there are ways to not handle things. And this is just such a awful, awful way to, to handle this. 
and now like again we're, we're starting to see AEW really having to deal with some pressure that they haven't had to face before and I think on television they handled it very well and you, you give spotlights to some younger guys and now this championship tournament is going to be a lot of fun but th this is such a messed up situation and I don't think I've seen an industry turn or a fan base turn on one particular athlete this way this quickly um for something non-criminal than what has happened with CM Punk here hey, a steel doesn't need to be there anymore I think that part's very, very, very clear. And CM Punk is going to have to do a lot of work to kind of get this all back on track. Um, I look forward to... I joked about this with a buddy out here this week. I, I look forward to the Conrad Thompson podcast and the, the, the um, and he mentioned the, the dark side of the ring show that is going to come out about this. So, wild, wild stuff in wrestling. Last one, Pat McAfee uh, will not be on SmackDown for a little bit as he goes off to do college football game day um that this is so, like he is the next mega star in the world of sports media and to see what he has turned his brand into um th this is great for wwe that he is on there um and uh, i think this is a good opportunity now to maybe shake some things up a little bit with the the commentary teams i didn't watch smackdown on friday so i'm not exactly sure what they were doing with that but this is the the wwe has been able to hop on with this mega star here and i think that is going to be great for them moving forward all right that is it for the podcast today uh thank you guys so much thank you to clearwater cleaning solutions your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of calgary with a fantastic team ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all of your cleaning needs check them out online clearwatercleaningsolutions.com we have uh, another podcast coming out tomorrow it's going to be uh, another couple of um uh, installments of stuff from just football so we're gonna have that to get ready for the start of the nfl season tomorrow unless something else fucking wild happens in this stupid amazing sport that is mixed martial arts so thank you all for tuning in and i will talk to y'all later i'm out